what makes America the greatest country in the world. Soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen. Stood up for what was right. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time to start a trip. Dream isn't something we talk about. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. Let's pray for freedom and justice. Only be a war if soldiers are willing to fight. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Some veterans not getting the timely care that they need. The good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks don't on look power. Status. Let's discuss. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey guys. Um, new episode, uh, episode 3, uh, Home Buy. And uh, this is a special one. I guess it all affects us at some point in life. And uh, Joe recently got his house. Uh, yeah. Um, myself, I did a lot of research, but I didn't get mine. Or anyway closer, but at least I got some information we can share. Yeah, and let you guys know what, what we ran into. Yep. And um, as all we know, like purchasing first home or first apartment or condo, whatever you're looking for, is an exciting event in every day in everybody's life. But for some people, it can be uh, confusing, intimidating, or I don't know, just really difficult. So, and what do you do? You just go to Google and find some uh, uh, articles like factors to consider when buying a home, purchasing your first home, 10 things uh, many borrowers don't know about VA loans, and so on and so forth. But as for me, it didn't help me much uh, until I actually uh, decided to dig deeper and to understand what does it mean. So, um, and uh, we broke the whole process into um, different steps. Uh, some may uh, be in front of others, but excuse us for that. Just uh, we, uh, we yeah. apologize and just, you know, the way, we, the way we figure it out, the way we lay it down for you. Yeah, and hopefully you guys get something out of it. Yeah. And of course, that's for uh, mostly for the veterans. So... Um, I guess the first step would be get your certificate of eligibility from VA. Yeah. And so the VA insures your loan in case of default. That's why VA loans do not need a down payment versus conventional financing. But remember, most if not all lenders have ad additional overlays, like minimum credit scores, things like that. So that still go above and beyond the minimum VA guidelines for borrower eligibility, even with the VA insuring your loan. So what are the pros? So some of the pros of the VA loan, it's a lower rate than average. There's no monthly uh, mortgage insurance, um, especially uh, not an issue when you're comparing to the conventional loans with like 20% down. The loan is assumable. It's 100% financing frees up uh, your reserves for an investment property or maybe even open your own uh, breakfast cafe if you always wanted it. Breakfast is always good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to refinance for sure. There's no appra appraisal or income docs, things like that. It's more lenient with underwriting guidelines, which is not obviously like a 
not an issue with the 800 plus FICO, FICO score and tons of reserves, but VA residual in, uh, income requirements are a lot more forgiving as well. Um, yeah, so those are um, pros, and uh, but of course it got uh, minuses. So what are the cons? So some of the cons that you guys want to consider when you're thinking about a VA loan is the VA funding fee, which is currently at 2.15% right now, unless you're disabled and on active duty and you have that disability percentage. So check out those videos and try to figure out how to do your disability if you haven't jumped on it, but you guys really should. Um, must be owner occupied. So it shouldn't be used as an investment property, especially your, your primary residence. So make sure this is your house that you're going to live in. Um, most reconstructive, uh, if planning on to buy a fixer upper usually doesn't work. They really need that home to be livable and move, being able to live, be livable the moment you move in there. County loan, loan amount limits currently in San Diego, it's 477,000. You guys around Los Angeles County know that housing is ridiculous right now. So sometimes those loan limits may not help you in those higher places. Condos must be VA approved and approval depends on things like owner occupancy rate, HOA soundness and a slew of other things. Like I remember when I was looking at the townhomes, they didn't want them to be attached walls. They all had to be separated. So it was like those little random things that you really didn't know. And so for those of you that are completely confused, here's a little rundown of what's going on. VA has a requirement that if the borrower's um, debt to income ratio exceeds 41%, meaning 41% or more of their monthly gross income goes towards paying debts like auto loans, mortgage, credit cards, child support, then the borrower must have at least 120% of the residual income requirement stated by the VA. The VA's residual income uh, calculation table is found on this page here, so check out that link. So for an example, based on the chart I linked to, a loan amount of 220000 for a family of four living in California would have a minimum residual income of $1,117. That means after their credit card minimum payments, mortgage taxes, car payments are paid out for the month, they need at least $1,117 remaining to go towards things like cell phone, car insurance, food, clothing, things like that. Now, in this case, as the borrower's DTI is too high, the VA will still approve the file, but only if the borrower has at least 120% of that 11,700 minimum residual income requirement. So 120% and 1117 would equal somewhere around like 1304. In the case of active duty veterans though, the initial calculation needs to be reduced by 5%. So in this case, the 11, the 1117 is now somewhere around 1061, which would then need to be up to 120% since their DTI is too high. So their minimum residual income needed for VA approval would be $1,061. And times that 120% would be somewhere around 1,273. Yeah, so even though if you have uh, um, some of the stable income, um, 
try to have as um, less uh, items on your uh, on your file as possible. By that I mean uh, it's better to have less car payments or pay off your car or pay off any credits that you have. Definitely. And uh, and of course we'll uh, we we'll provide a link on uh, uh, VA loans from official VA uh, website. Yeah. So once you get that uh, uh, certificate of uh, eligibility from VA, which is normally you can uh, get it automatically from eBenefits, uh, or you can just um, request it uh, while sending a letter. So yeah. you'll get it in one week or two. But eBenefits is definitely a better bet when it comes to this. Yeah, so that's that's an easy step. Yeah, and I personally don't like eBenefits that much. It's definitely getting better, but when it came to the housing, it helped me out a lot, so they're definitely good with that. Yeah, so once you get that, you move to uh, step two, uh, which is bank pre-qualification letter. And uh, they will, uh, well, if it's a, a military bank, uh, USA or um, what's that? Uh, Navy Federal. Navy Federal. Navy Federal. So you'll uh, you'll have less issues with uh, them knowing that you're a veteran or you are active duty or uh, you served. So um, in that pre-qualification letter, they will um, have an. Uh, They'll basically figure out how much of a house you could afford. So when you go and talk to your real estate agent, they'll say you could only go up to 500,000, 400,000. And so your real estate real estate agent knows he doesn't have to go look at these other houses that are outside of outside of that pre-qualification. So it kind of just shows is how much house you can get. Yeah. And that's the first time you'll sign something. Yeah. So you pretty much will sign affiliated business arrangement disclosure statement and uh, that's it doesn't uh, oblige you to do anything, but that's the first time you'll sign something, so don't be uh, nervous about this one. Yeah, you're definitely going to be signing a whole lot of documents. Yeah, and they will tell you um, like how much you qualified for, let's say it's like 200,000, 300,000, and uh, they will also uh, talk about fees. So, for example, one of... Uh, one of the, we're not going to tell, say the bank, but one of the banks would uh, charge a fee of uh, 650 as an application fee. So appraisal fee would be on average like 400, 600, or 600. Uh, they would, uh, they might uh, charge you for a uh, uh, lien fee. So that's the fee that they're going to use to search if there is any... Uh, any liens or... Um attached to property. Yeah, anything attached to the property in general. Yeah, so uh, they would ask you for insurance fee for one year upfront, most likely. And uh, there are other fees, so one, one of, some of the banks might charge you like origination fee. It's just a fee, <laughs> another one. <laughs> so and There's uh, always going to be something. Yeah, and uh, you always want to know uh, mortgage rates from this bank as well. Even though that you are getting loan from VA, but VA is actually signing on the loan. They're not giving you money. Uh, they are like, uh, uh, like insurance. A, yeah, like a rich uncle. Yep. So, 
most likely you'll get uh, in between 3 and 4% from the bank. Uh, I don't know if it's good or bad, but you can compare it to any uh, conventional loans. And of course, uh, the bank would send you a letter with all the breakdowns of what you have to pay. And uh, you got to know that those fees uh, might be covered by VA, or they might be allowed, or they may not be allowed. So you got, got to check those two lists, and you would ask me why they don't work together with the bank. But it's your responsibility, first of all. Yeah. So one that I noticed was, being in Southern California, I still got to get a earthquake insurance. That didn't come with the house. <laughs> Wouldn't you think it would be kind of like a given? Guess not. Right. So, like VA non-allowable fees uh, when a lender is not charging a 1% origination fee. Are termite pest inspection fees, attorney fees charged as a benefit to the lender, uh, mortgage broker fee, realtor commission, prepayment penalties, and HUD FHA inspection fee from builders. Yeah, look for those so you won't have to spend them yourself. Yeah. And uh, also those VA non-allowable closing costs are not limited, but include... Uh, the underwriting fee, the processing fee, the mortgage broker fee, administrative fee, tax service fee, wire fee, and the escrow fee. Yeah, a lot. So VA allowable versus non-allowable, which means VA does not allow a veteran using a VA mortgage to purchase a home to pay for certain fees. Uh, they call these fees VA no, non-allowable fees. So any uh, party involved in the transaction other than a veteran, um, who, which can be like lender, real estate agent, or seller, may pay for the VA non-allowable fees for the veteran. They may, but they don't have to. Yeah. So uh, sellers can pay those scores, real estate agents can pay them, or the loan originator can absorb them. But we got to look out for those. So um, also in that part of the bank, like in the bank part, we should also consider a construction loan. So in case you want, you want to build your own house and not just buy a house, it still can go through VA. Yeah. And you can still get money for that. So this is definitely valuable to us. We are trying to purchase land build a home and finance using a VA loan. USAA does not do construction loans, only mortgage loans. VA does not do uh, construction loans, only mortgages. So am I turning to a local bank to request financing for the construction loan? This loan may or may not include the cost of the land depending on how we structure it with the builder and also with the seller of the land. The consideration for how to finance the land and the construction and the ultimate mortgage is how many times must we pay the clo closing cost and go through the paperwork to get the home we dreamed of for uh, decades. It is a daunting process and requires upfront money from us. The VA loan is supposed to allow veterans the opportunity for home ownership with little upfront cost, but only applies to constructed buildings, not imagine architect housing under construction, the VA mortgage is based on the existing value of the house and the land. If it isn't complete with the proper permits, the value is not real. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, and the difference in these two conversations depend on who is carrying the construction loan. 
Um, the case of the person whose house is almost complete, they do not have a construction loan. Or they have a regular VA loan that will start when they buy the house from the builder. So the builder builds the house and you buy it from him, even though that uh, he's constructing the house for you. Um, so that might be a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, so we'll give you a couple more hints on uh, what we got uh, from an expert from the bank that he provided. So type, uh, typical construction loan, the builder draws funds as needed during the various stages of construction, like farming, drywall, uh, slab, and etc. And the borrower only pays interest on the drawn amount. So whatever he takes to use for construction, you pay uh, interest on that amount. The bank requires inspections prior to each new draw to ensure the previous work has been completed. Just imagine <laughs> how long it's going to take. And upon completion, a new permanent loan will be facilitated and separate closing will be required. So that's just a whole bunch of papers. And yeah. you actually going back and forth to the construction uh, bank and a builder. So he's, he needs to be a good friend of yours. <laughs> or you got to pay him a lot. Oh, yeah. Or new construction loan. There are no drawers. The builder pays for construction. So you're not paying anything. But you're going to pay him once it's completed. So he might be willing to sell you this uh, uh, house and this uh, land once it's completed. Somehow you got to sign an agreement that he's going to sell it to you. Because most likely, at least here in LA, that the time when he builds it is going to be more expensive than what he promised to you. Yeah. And if a conventional loan is used, the initial appraisal um, is based on the plans and uh, specifications provided by the builder. And final inspection will be performed to ensure competition. If a VA loan is used, the appraisal takes place once the home is 95% complete. And the final inspection will be performed to ensure competition. Which is difficult. So most likely you'll be buying a house which is already uh, built. Yeah. So step number three, um, which is uh, the regional loan center contact information. So those guys you need to. Yeah, contact them, especially with any questions you got, and see what's going on. See what what they can do for you. When it comes to the inspection fees. The allowable fee for an inspection conducted by a fee appraiser to verify completion or installation of repaired items or customer preference items listed on the appraisal report remains unchanged at $100. Yeah, but that's information from them. So your bank might up it up like 400 500 or whatever it is. The way they, uh, um, they're allowed to do it because they tell VA that they're going to cover those costs. Yeah but you'll pay them somehow, mm -hmm. otherwise. Travel fees. Um, additional charges for time or mileage are generally not authorized for appraisals or inspections performed within the appraiser inspector's designated coverage area, which may consist of multiple cities or counties. If an appraiser or inspector is requested or assigned by VA to perform an appraisal or inspection outside of the fee person's normal business area, an additional fee may be charged only for that portion of travel beyond the normal business area. No mileage fees may be charged when the job site is 20 miles or less. 
or 40 miles round trip. Which is uh, actually another big issue here in LA because there are a lot of appraisals. Yeah, and LA County is very big. Yeah, but it might be an issue for somebody willing to buy something in the village or away from big cities. Yeah. Late charges. Late charges. Lenders and other appraisal uh, requesters should note VA Form 26-1805 request for the determination of reasonable value states on receipt of certificate of reasonable value or advice from the Department of Veterans Affairs that the certificate of reasonable value will not be issued. We agree to forward to the appraiser the approved fee which we are holding for this purpose. So, oh. So if a payment has not been made within 30 days of billing, a reasonable late charge is authorized and reasonable is defined as no greater than $10 per month after 30 days has elapsed from the date of billing. Yep. So also cancellations. Yeah. Cancellations. Lenders must notify the fee appraiser and the VA if a case is to be canceled. A, re a reasonable fee for partial work already performed may be charged at the discretion of the fee appraiser. And I hope you know you will not run into unusual or complex cases. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. If that's the case, you probably got yeah. a bad house and don't want to go any further. Yeah. But in my understanding, unusual or complex cases, it's a whole case of buying a house. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> also... <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, we'll include, uh, like you can watch, if you watch on YouTube, uh, VHA and VA, no allowable and allowable fees, so you can look at the screen. Yeah, a lot of those. A whole bunch of them. Uh, so, also, like at this stage, you should be uh, thinking about um, relocation uh, process, relocation fees or services. So, if you're living in uh, apartment or somewhere else should start thinking how you're gonna pack and uh, move your stuff. Yeah. Um, so step number six would be your residential broker. Uh, broker. Make sure the realtor is a CDPE certified property distressed expert, or has experience in dealing with short sales and foreclosures, and that the person or company handling the short sale process for the seller has proven experience. Yeah, that's in case if you are buying a distressed property, so which we'll uh, get, uh, we'll get to it later. But in general, you want uh, your broker to be a part of a brokerage association. Yeah. And uh, but in general, what you'll get as well, you'll get uh, a broker from your bank. So the bank would tell you what kind of uh, uh, agencies they're working with, and uh, you'll be assigned uh, somebody from from this agency. Well, step seven, I guess you can start searching for yep. what you want, even though that you thought that number step number one would be searching and then doing everything else. No. <laughs> and just get your foot in the door to start looking. Yep. So the search, uh, you should ask yourself at uh, this stage, so what will be the most important uh, housing market trends this year and why? Actually, that's the question, should I buy or not? Even though uh, probably you already determined that you need a house and you're looking for the house. Uh, look at US median home prices. Also price in your neighborhood or in the neighborhood where you wanna buy. Uh, so where are mortgage interest rates headed? Is it up, stays the same, or they are going down? 
and consider always uh, uh, just make a chart versus rent and buy. So for some people, uh, renting is uh, better than buying. So maybe you are you're this guy. Yeah, and definitely look into it because like some of these bigger cities like Los Angeles, renting's getting really expensive. Hmm. So it might be smart to jump into a house if you can. Yep, if you can. Yeah. So step number eight, appraisal. Appraisals third party. The more items you find on your inspection, the more negotiating room you have on your repair request to the seller. The VA appraiser will be conducting the inspection as well as the value determination. If it's a termite pest inspection, either the seller or agent involved will have to pay for you. So the VA appraisal, this is the little link right here, so check it out. And it's really good though. If an appraiser deems repairs necessary or the home to meet the NPRs that are outlined in the, on the appraiser and frequently have to be fixed prior to closing, there are a few circumstances that would allow for an escrow holdback so the repairs could be done after closing. But those are dealt with an, on a case-by-case -case basis. My advice to you is to review the NPRs with your agent and see if this home is likely to pass the appraisal. Then talk with the banking with the bank holding the home regarding repairs. From there, you can make an educated decision regarding whether you want to move forward and pay for the appraisal fee. Mm -hmm. And from what I've seen, my understanding is that the VA appraiser does the appraisal when they see in a see like a broken window, the gas line isn't hooked up with the fireplace, little things like that. It's usually minor stuff. It gets fixed and the appraiser goes back out to say that it's been completed and that they would submit it for the final appraisal. This appraiser is saying that they trust that it will get done and that it and when and will wait to submit the final appraisal after they get the call that the window is fixed. So they they will not have to go back out for the final appraisal. So yeah, yeah so like the appraisal process as checking and verifying that the home is safe, structurally sound, and sanitary in accordance with the NPR guidelines, which is right here on the little link below. And check it out. But yeah, it's a really good thing, and it, it's here to help us. Yeah, and um, also before inviting an appraisal, you can check the pamphlet 26-7, chapter 12, uh, which uh, outlines uh, minimum property requirements. So you know what uh, uh, like NPRs or minimum property requirements are. So um, we'll give you also um, a list from a regional loan center, uh, which from VA, uh, at least for here, for um, LA, uh, what are uh, 14 major um, minimum property requirements uh, for any real estate agent uh, to consider. And a good a good real estate agent knows what he's looking at, especially when it comes to VA loans. So if you got a real estate agent that doesn't really know if this house is going to pass, you might find another one. But the major ones you're looking for is uh, the purchased property must be residential. Office buildings, storefronts can't be financed through VA home loans. If any part of the property is designed for non-residential purpose, 
like a hair salon in your garage, that portion must exceed 25% of the total must not exceed 25% of the total floor area. Number two, property must have space necessary to assure suitable living, sleeping, cooking, and sanitary facilities. Make sure the home has an adequate kitchen, bathroom, and sleeping area. You definitely don't want to pay for a house that doesn't have a toilet. Yep. Mechanical systems must be safe and have reasonable future utility. So the electrical, the plumbing systems must be in good repair and have some usable life remaining. Walk through the home and test all the light switches and review the seller's disclosure to determine if any electrical issue have been identified. Heating must be adequate. The home's heating system must be safe and adequate. Any unvented space heaters must be inspected by a heating contractor equipped with an oxygen sensor and meet all building codes or manufacturer's recommendations. Homes that use wood-burning stoves as a primary heating source must also have conventional heating system that maintains a temperature of at least 50 degrees. Property must have domestic hot water, continuing supply of safe drinking water, and safe method of sewage disposal. Water quality must meet local standards usually set by the health department, and sewage systems must adequately dispose of waste. But if you live in Los Angeles, do not drink the water. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah, roofing must be adequate as well, and uh, also provide reasonable future utility. Also, crawl spaces must be must have uh, adequate access, be clear of all debris, and uh, be uh, properly vented. Uh, utility services must be independent for each living unit. Uh, unless there are separate shut-offs for each unit. So this isn't typically a problem for most properties. Uh, properties must be must have safe access from the street, uh, which is normally not an uh, issue. Properties must be free of any hazards which uh, adversely affect health and safety of the um, of uh, those who live inside who live there. No defective conditions which impair the safety, sanitation, or structural soundness of the dwelling. The lot must be graded so that it prevents pooling of water on the site and drains water away from the home. No wood destroying insects, fungus, growth, or dry rot. And lead-based paint, of course, must be evaluated and corrected. So those are main ones, even though they are maybe obvious for some of you but it's better to check all those things before you invite an appraisal and it might be tricky because in an area like uh, LA where houses uh, doesn't stay on the market for too long not at all so who like who's gonna wait on you to do all those checks yeah so make sure you guys get a really good real estate agent that cares about what you're trying to achieve or buy it from a friend <laughs> You might get a discount there. Yeah. Uh, or at least uh, you'll be able to check all those things, even though discount or not. <laughs> so, let's say everything is going smooth and you get to purchase and sale agreement. At least if here for California, you should look at California Residential Purchase Agreement and join escrow instructions. That's a basic uh, kind of document uh, that you might want to read uh, instead of your book <laughs> yeah 
to like for like before you buy a house uh, which will outline all you know basic information and you might find something that is not supposed to be there so you can check with a uh, default one a basic one that you find on the internet and then the ones that you get in maybe there is something you don't want to pay for and once you once it's done uh, you read that default uh, uh, purchase and sale agreement, you can submit an offer letter for seller, which is normally done by your, uh, your broker. Mm. So you send a letter, uh, you lowball or whatever you do, <laughs> and you sit tight and you wait. You wait what he's gonna, what he's gonna reply on his reply. Usually they'll reply that somebody else bought it or if you really want it, you're going to have to go up another $5,000. Here you go. So after you lowball. Yeah. <laughs> I guess do it again. But yeah, if you're around California and you see a house you really like, I'd probably not lowball them. Yep. Yeah. Um, depending where you're at. Also, at that stage, you should be uh, thinking about homeowner's insurance policy, which you normally would get from the bank who uh, originates your loan. Uh, but you can look somewhere else and uh, shop for the prices for a better one. Yeah. And uh, you'll also need an escrow agent who is... Uh, oh, sorry. Who is usually an attorney or an officer of a title insurance company accepts money into the escrow account from the buyer and the buyer's lender, then distributes the fund according to the buy-sell contract. So it's like a middleman, making sure everything's getting done right. The title search is done, and they make sure everything's cool. Then you're free and clear, and the home should be going through. Yep. So you, you, you'll see some of those middlemen that you... Yeah. In my case, in my understanding, you probably would be able to skip... But since it's an uh, expensive uh, purchase, that's why there are so many steps uh, set up in place so you won't uh, get into trouble. Yeah. So even though you still can. So also at that stage, uh, like in uh, sunny states like California, you might uh, look into credit for solar panels because normally if you buy a new house, you can get them with a huge, huge uh, uh, discount or for a little percentage which must co which may cost you much more uh, much more later in future so you can look for those deals when you buy a house even from your bank or from uh, like local companies normally like with the first house you'll get uh, like real really good credit or discount or also uh, credit from you uh, for for this year for previous year of taxes for yeah. this year of taxes and also some ba banks as a good big grocery stores give uh, bank cashbacks on whatever you purchase, even though you would probably prefer to buy for lesser amount. So I guess you can, but you'll get a uh, small percentage of uh, what you're paying. Yeah. Uh, so, and also you might look into um, major companies who actually uh, uh, manages all the loans in uh, states. Because some of the banks, especially the, those like military banks, uh, USA and uh, um, 
Navy Federal. They won't, they wouldn't, uh, well, they won't uh, hold onto your uh, loan. Like once they originate the loan, they will sell it right away. Yeah. It's not going to be on their books. So they would sell it to U.S. bank uh, and some like other companies. So many other banks who actually normally deals with those kind of assets. Even though that you would think that your loan would stay forever with the USA or with the Navy Federal. No. The reason is uh, that they won't keep double of the loan amount on their books. Once it's on, their, uh, on those companies' books, uh, like Federal Reserve just creates money for that mortgage since it's operated under Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. So, yeah. So it uh, might be a little bit confusing. Like for veterans, definitely have military personnel. It's easier to go through those banks. But uh, if your bank sells its uh, uh, loan to somebody else, then maybe somebody else would have better deals for you if you know them. Yeah. Um, let's say if you want to buy from uh, foreclosure, it's um, the same difficult process as if, if you would uh, build your own house. But let's stop on this one. So you would uh, send a waiver letter uh, from lender to VA, so saying that some uh, repairs would be done uh, after you buy a house. Because normally houses from foreclosures, they are not uh, in perfect shape and it's difficult for appraiser to appraise it to the point so they would pass VA inspection. And how VA looks at that letter, most likely negative. But if you hold your grounds, it might pass. And uh, if a bank uh, appraisal reports deficiencies in the properties, they will not approve the loan as well. So it's going to be another, uh, you know, thing that you got to take care of. And uh, bank-owned properties are usually repaired to pass the code of to pass the inspection for occupancy and uh, close within 60 days. Depends, depending on your process, processing time for a mortgage. But most likely, you've got to motivate seller, and or if it's a bank, there is no way to motivate them. You just got to be nice and figure out who's going to repair your house so it will pass the code. So, which is difficult. So, it's really difficult to buy a foreclosure, uh, something from foreclosure with VA loan. Yeah. Almost impossible. Yeah. Um, so another risk of uh, losing the property, so let's say even, even, though, even though you have an uh, agreement with the bank and with VA that you buy a house, the bank found somebody else during that closing time. And it might, they might kick you off on that short uh, sale. Yeah. And uh, we'll give you a list of, it uh, is uh, for California, but it's true for uh, states as well of uh, different websites on agencies who actually uh, sell foreclosure properties. But main advice is that it's better to look on uh, a website like bank website because they actually own those uh, foreclosure properties. It's not that somebody is uh, uh, putting it on the lower. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another uh, thing that uh, if you buy an apartment or condo, 
it got to be uh, VA and VHA approved. approved. Um, also, we are giving you a link where you can find all the properties that's been approved. And if your property is not there, it still can be approved if you're willing to spend time and you are kind of, I guess, an open-minded individual who can actually speak with somebody who is uh, uh, responsible for HOA at uh, you know this apartment complex. And so they would, you know, go forward and uh, get that approval done, which is not easy. Yeah. So um, sometimes, and especially here for um, LA and uh, LA area, it's sometimes much better actually to go through developers and builders. Uh, you'll buy a new house, brand new, up to the code, and it's most of it actually. At at least those properties that I checked, they are uh, less expensive than uh, properties that uh, people sell or that go through like regular channels or brokerage. So also we're giving you a whole list of uh, uh, building uh, builders and uh, developers. And um, the last, one of the last steps, not the least, um, in California there is an organization called uh, CalVet which can give uh, loans for veterans. Yeah, it's similar to a VA loan, but it's for veterans that are living in Cal California. So they're funded through a sales tax exempt bonds. Even though the CalVet home loan program has been totally self-supported and no taxpayer funds have been used to repay its bonds, there are state and federal limitations on the amount of bonds that it may be sold for the program. Federal laws and regulations require resulting from the mortgage subsidy bond tax act of 1980, the deficit uh, reduction act of 1984 and the tax reform act of 1986, and the subsequent amendments have affected the ways in which CalVet bond funds may be used. The following paragraphs explain how funds currently available may be used to make CalVet loans. Qualified veteran mortgage bonds are backed by the full faith and credit of the state of California and must be authorized by a vote of people at a general statewide election. All qualified veteran mortgage bonds sold to support the CalVet loan program are repaid by CalVet loan holders through the payment of principal and interest on their loans. Under federal law, QVMBs may be used to fund loans only to veterans who served on active duty who apply within 25 years from the release from active duty and who received a discharge classified as honorable or under honorable conditions. Under state law, set forth in the California Military and Veterans Code, the veteran must have served during a qualified war period or received an Armed Forces Expeditionary Medal or Campaign Medal awarded by the federal government for the period served. Yeah, so you might want to check if you're from California, Calvet rent houses. And uh, in your state, I'm pretty sure there are like different programs. But keep in mind that those uh, programs are like really small. Yeah. And, uh, and there are a bunch of them. And uh, of course, the Calvet, at least here, doesn't make it much more easier for you to, um, to buy a house because you got to go through them. And uh, how smooth the process is going to go, it's going to depend on your um, you know, and your ability to communicate with them. Actually, not 
on what is uh, actually written in the law, but you got to be persistent to get through them. Yeah. Um, also, I would um, I would also recommend you to look into NACA. Uh, in my understanding, that's the best uh, programs that actually in exist in uh, states uh, through which you can uh, buy a house. And it, you don't have to be a veteran. Anybody can buy it, which actually proves that you don't need to have that, you know, special, not special title. You don't have to serve. Mm, you just got to have the knowledge. Yeah, got to have the knowledge and that they exist. And this one might even be better than Calvet and all organizations like that. Yeah, you guys should really check this one out. Yeah, so what they, uh, uh, what they stand for, what they say, they are for economic justice through home ownership. So the main thing that they want you to live in the community and to be an active part of the community. So that's why this program exists. Uh, they say that they provide the best home purchase program, but everybody says that. So you got to check it for yourself. But um, those mortgage uh, they, the mortgage terms that they have are pretty amazing. What they say, there is no down payment, no closing costs, no fees. And fixed 30 years or 15 years uh, is actually below the market. And it's true. Like I checked it last year and it was below uh, uh, below rates that uh, VA uh, uh, loan from the local bank or not local, from military bank would give me. And... Um, even though like I didn't buy anything and uh, wasn't able to, still, like if somebody else from like an organization like that would, uh, you know, propose a loan better than something the bank or VADs for veterans, then it's amazing. Yeah. And also there is another thing that they, um, uh, they ad advertise you can do a buy down. So let's say you got a four percent uh, uh, interest rate on your um, on your loan. You can buy down one percent of the mortgage permanently and reduce the interest rate by 0.25 percent for 30 years and 0.5 uh, percent for 15 years to virtually zero payment. And you can, I believe, you can buy down like up to eight points. So. Let's say if you have 4% uh, on your, um, like, 4% interest and you have 8 points, 8 points, so you can buy down and get 2% uh, interest rate. Or if you take for 15 years, so it would be even less. It would be uh, around 1% or less, so, which is amazing. And mm -hmm. I don't know if uh, VA or anybody else would give you that. But as with every organization, it's not, you got to commit yourself. So you got to go uh, sign a bunch of papers and uh, also, also volunteer to help uh, people like yourself. Yeah. That's, that's how it works for them yeah. and for us. And if you're a veteran, you should be taking care of each other, so it shouldn't be hard. Yep. Well, that's pretty much it, guys. And uh, as always, um, Joe, do you have any uh, like informational resources you want to recommend or share? Uh, nah, I got to watch uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2 and I thought that was pretty cool. Mm, I wish it could. <laughs> and like Costa was saying, I did finally get a home and I'm over in the Santa Clarita area. So if you guys see me walking around, say hi, come up.
let me know what's going on and I'll also be with the the DAV chapter 13 over at the Sepulveda VA so if you want to come over and check out their things and talk to me after the meetings that works too cool yeah. and um, if you want to laugh watch War Machine with Brad Pitt and you like amazing hilarious uh, comedy of uh, how politics happens on a high level when you fight in a war in Afghanistan it's a great movie that sounds pretty cool and, um, guys as always um, at the end quote of words of wisdom of the day if you if you kill enough of them they stop fighting yeah Curtis LeMay uh, that's it folks thanks for listening until next time over and out thank you okay.